Hi, this is 5050, real estate podcast for the common man, where we talk about selling, buying, and investing in real estate. We aren't baffling you with BS. We're dazzling you with brilliance. We're not telling you how to become a millionaire. We're telling you stories, the truth, and the information no one is talking about. So sit back, listen, laugh, and enjoy 5050, real estate podcast for the common man. Hey everybody, JD here. Hope you're looking good and feeling fine. Hope you had a great time with friends, neighbors, relatives, and acquaintances. We're going to be discussing a little bit about uh, real estate in a different way here. Usually I always tell people about uh, you know purchasing and what the market's doing and what's selling and what the market's doing. But I've, I've seen a new trend. It's always count common in a down market. I've seen it so, so, so many times and we're going to be discussing it pretty in detail on this uh, podcast here. Well, what I have seen, and I've seen this back in the 80s, 90s, about the mid 2000s when the whole market crashes and I'm starting to see it now. You get a lot of the people over the past four years that got sucked into buy properties as investors. Oh, f- quick, quick money, fix and flip. Oh boy, just put a little lipstick and rouge, a little floor in the box, and you'll be able to make fifty to $100,000 easy, quick money. Well, that was true for a while, but then you had a lot of people who got caught in uh, the wrong timing. They purchased their homes the past couple of years. They bought them at a way overinflated prices. They got caught with or involved with these sleazy real estate agents that just wanted to make a quick buck off of them and said, oh, yeah, you know, the one on down the street sold for this. And yeah, there's 20 offers in 20 minutes and they're building, you know, they're bidding uh, 20, 50, 100,000 overpriced. Jeez, you know, all you have to do is just vacuum the carpet and you make money. And these gullible inve- new investors and older investors you know, bit on it, hurt like and sinker. And what happened is, you know, these people got caught with their pants down and now they have these houses they can't sell. Overinflated houses and they can't sell them. And they're paying payments and they're losing money every single month that they have the house up on the market and it just keeps losing. So you have to pay the payment on it and the upkeep and it just keep the money keeps going out the window down the toilet every month and they get desperate. They get desperate because they don't have a lot of money to hold these properties. Maybe three to six months worst case scenario that they have in reserve to pay the payments in the overhead because they thought, oh, I'm just going to buy a home and flip it so quick and geez, before I even pay the first payment, I'll be walking away with fifty hundred grand. Well, in their dreams. But you know, I'm not blaming them because they got conned into you know, believing this from, you know, really, really sketchy real estate agents that just wanted to make a quick buck and they got caught up in the feeding frenzy of everybody 
putting signs out in their yards and making 10, 50, 100,000 over market, 12 offers, selling in cash. So they just went, oh, yeah. You know, makes sense. I'll buy a couple of investment properties. I'll go in there, put a coat of paint, and uh, vacuum the carpet, and I'll make you know some great money. What happened is the market completely, completely changed, and these people were caught with their pants down. And I'll tell you, they don't know what to do. They're panicking 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 and i have seen it so many times 35 years in real estate and i have seen it so much time so what they do is they go i can't per, i can't sell their home i'm i'm desperate my my savings is dwindling i'm going to do a rent with an option to buy I'll, I'll rent it out and I'll do an option to buy and that's how I'll find my buyer. And it's a scam. Uh, probably, I, I'd say 60 to 70% of rents with options to buy never close. They're total scams and I'm going to explain to you guys why it is. So just put yourself in the seller's place. Bought a home, can't sell it basically going broke and he bought it for an overpriced uh overpriced uh price and so he says well look at i i thought i could get 400 for this boy i I can't even come close to that so i'm going to do a rent with an option to buy and go 410 so he's going to go ten thousand dollars over really what he can even get in today's market if he's lucky and he's going to go well look at you know normal rents about i'm just using this as an example eighteen hundred dollars a month you know what i'm going to do i'm going to tell the renter well i'm going to need an option money so come in with five thousand dollars we'll put that in the next two years uh one or two two years and we're going to put that towards your down payment. And then what, I, what I'm going to do is I'm going to charge you a little extra for rent. So it's up $1,800. i am just using that as an example. I'm going to charge you 2000 Okay. So the extra $200 a month, we'll put that towards uh, a little bank account, a little escrow account. And that'll... Uh, build so you have enough when you the options ready and you're ready to buy the home you have enough for the down payment and closing costs so people go well that's great wow yeah i love the house love the neighborhood love everything about it and wow we'd be we'd be renting anyway so this is a good chance to to do a rent with an option to buy. Now, a lot of times people who do rent with options to buy have bad credit. They've had a bankruptcy, a foreclosure, terrible credit. They can't buy a home. Um, So they really don't have any options. And that's the thing that these scummy investors are looking for. The, the, The person who can't buy a home, bad credit, bad income, bad everything, and they're desperate. So what they do is, like I said, they come in. We're going to do a rent with an option to buy in two years. And we're going to $5,000 and the rest will go to equi- uh, your equity and your the rest 
put aside the extra $200 we'll put aside and boy in two years you have enough to buy this home wow oh man he's such a godsend this seller is such a neat guy wow oh wow man I can't believe how neat this guy is and how nice this guy is to do a rent with an option to buy wow folks talk about getting hosed and taking advantage of and I have seen it so many times I've seen it in the 90s I've seen it in the 80s I've seen it in the mid 2000s when the market collapsed and these people were holding properties you couldn't get rid of so you go in and you purchase a rent with an option to buy you're putting this money out and and you think well in two years it'll be our house so we'll fix it up we'll work on the yard we'll put a new deck on it oh we'll we'll put new linoleum we'll really make this house great because in two to three years we'll be able to buy the home well the landlord isn't doing anything because he's saying well look they're going to own the home in two years, so I'm not going to put any effort in. And you're thinking as uh, a renter with uh, you know the option to buy, well, geez, we can fix it up in two years, and we'll have a really nice house when we execute the option. Two years go by. Well, guess what? The housing market goes down, and it's gone. it's gone down probably... 10 to 15 percent just in the past six months and it's continuing on going down and it goes down and going down so in two years right all of a sudden you want to exercise the option and the mortgage company i mean you're not going to have cash you know because if you're renting you're paying you know a lot of money in rent so you know and the the only cash you have is the you know, the option money that you put down and the little $200 a month that kind of went in a little escrow account. So you try to go to a mortgage company and let's say you have a real bad credit. It's terrible. You had a foreclosure bankruptcy. So and they go, well, sorry, um, we can't get you a loan. And you're like, what? And you're like, yeah, you, you have really bad credit. You need at least three to five years to really get your credit back up. Uh, so uh, you're, you know, a little premature. You really maybe got to get a little bit better job, or you've got to pay your bills on time. And uh, you know, we we really need to see that you're back on your feet. But you need at least three or four years. But remember, you did a rent with an option to buy and you've been paying on this house for two years or three years. And now you go, oh, no, I can't get a loan. Oh, now what I do? So you go over to the selling and you say, look, we don't want to exercise the option. Um, and we just can't qualify. And guess what the seller does? He goes, okay, no problem. Um, you know, you've got to be out by the end of the month. And you go, well, don't we get all my money back? No, no, you're not going to get, unless it's on the contract, which is 99.9% chance that when these guys write a rep in the option to buy, they definitely aren't going to give you the money, all that money back, uh, you know, 
that you've been paying for two years. So now you're out your option money. You're out all the money, the extra $200 a month that you paid for two years. And you've just remodeled a really nice house for the seller. And they say, see you later, bye, thank you. You're mad and you're angry and you're screaming and yelling and terrible and blah, blah, blah. And there's really no recourse. So you basically have to leave. And guess what the seller does? They just find another pigeon with bad credit and they do a rent with an option to buy on an overpriced house and they do the same thing. Now, let's say you could qualify. Let's say you do a rent with an option to buy and you do qualify, right? But the market goes down the tubes and you've you've contracted it for 10 and two or three years from now, the house is only worth 350. And at the, at the praise that comes in at 350 and you go, wow, we're not gonna get the loan because and we don't have the money to come up with, you know, $50,000 more than than what it's appraised for, uh, for. And guess what the seller does? Well, our contract price was 420 and that was the option. It's not my fault that, you know, the housing market went down. That's our contract and price. So you're going to have to come in with the difference or, you know, Find another place to rent. See you later. Bye. So it's a big scam. I've seen, boy, I've seen investors do this, and all they do is search for bad credit, bad risk, you know, really bad credit scores. You know, people with no secure jobs. They stick them into these rent with an option to buy. They charge over a little over what normal market rent is. They they convince these people that they're going to get this house in two to three years and it doesn't happen and they keep all the money and guess what they just find another pigeon later on and they just keep doing it and doing it doing it. and they make all this money to recoup what they pretty much lost when they originally bought it and they couldn't sell it so guys if you're out there and you're doing rent with an option to buy be really, really careful that you're not caught up in this scam. And if you do, write in the contract that it's, you know, the contract price in two to three years will be what the appraised price is. And if you don't qualify, you get your option money back plus the extra money that you paid for over above the rent. And then that way, um, you're not going to be left um, holding the bag and getting all the the investor to hold all your money and you're left with nothing and basically just got hosed. So, like I said, if you're doing rent with an option to buy, make sure that option money is maybe as little as you can put down. Make sure, like I said, in a year or two or three, if you exercise that option, get the de- uh, option deposit da- back if you don't qualify or don't want to continue the option and the extra uh, added uh, money that you paid for over and above the rent that went in the, like the escrow account to maybe add to your down payment, that you get that back too. And a lot of people don't. They don't even think about it. Seriously, you'd be so surprised of how many rent with options to buy that just get 
tossed out in the street and and they're left with absolutely no recourse because they don't know what they're doing. So I said, you're going to be seeing a lot of that because people are going to be stuck in their, these investment homes and they can't sell them. So that's where they're probably going to be going to. Another thing is, you know, if you think that rents are going to go up, you know, I guess it's depending on where you are, but I've just seen way, 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 way too much, many apartments being built everywhere. Apartments, 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 apartments. And I go, wait a minute. First of all, I see all these uh, places laying off people, cutting hours, uh, things along that lines. They're not hiring. So if you get a city and you see you have all these apartments and you're not getting like a major company that's moving in, let's say let's say you had a Google or an Amazon or some big company and they say, hey, you know, coming to the, your city, you know, Amazon's coming in and it's going to generate 30,000 new jobs. Then you can justify like, wow, I can see why all these um uh, apartments are being built but you, you, a lot of times that's not happening you just see these apartments being built and you're like wait a minute there's no uh, companies that are bringing people into the town so who's going to occupy these and I guarantee you there's going to be a lot of big companies with a lot of apartments they won't be able to fill and I see it now I mean some of these apartments yeah, I, I just don't, I think what they did is they, you know, they had short-term loans and these loans are becoming due and they can't pay them back. So some of these apartment complexes, half of them are done and maybe 25% of that half is only rented and the rest are just sitting there, you know, halfway done and they're not, I don't see anybody building them out or anything like that. So I think in the next maybe year or two, you're going to see a lot of apartments that are just like sign a year's lease, get three months free, or you're going to see a lot of rents that usually were like $1,500 are like, please, uh, you know, $1,100, $950 if you sign a year or two years lease. They're going to be desperate because they're going to be on um, paying uh, you know, construction loans and paying paying um, commercial loans that doesn't have to have somebody in there just to make the bleeding a lot slower. Uh, because, like I said, they're going to be stuck with it. And I see it. I see a lot. I'm like, man, another apartment complex. Another apartment complex. Man, these people are just going to get hosed because. I don't see anybody coming into the town and bringing in jobs. So who's going to fill these apartments when there's no jobs coming in? So I think what you're going to see, folks, is a lot of the rent is going to down. Plus, I think if people don't do rent with options to buy and they just have rental properties and they can't get their rents, uh, what they're going to do is they're just going to you know negotiate the best uh, uh, 
that they possibly can to just get somebody in there so they're not just uh you know throwing money out the window it's like well my payments are two thousand we can get somebody in there for eighteen hundred at least we're not uh, eating two thousand dollars a month uh paying uh the loan off so that's one thing i i see coming down the pike here's a lot of desperate people who bought investment properties or people that just bought properties and they've gotten transferred or they've gotten uh, you know divorced or they lost their jobs and they're burying these things and they can't sell them. They're going to be renting them and like I said, they're going to be trying to get anything they possibly can just to stop the pain. And these Airbnbs, you got so many people, Airbnbs and Bs and Airbnbs. And there's a lot of laws now that are happening where HOAs are saying we don't want Airbnbs anymore. And they're just saying, sorry, you can't do short-term rentals. Uh, so now these people are like, wow, okay, half my income is gone because I was making $5,000 a month and uh, just renting them out a week at a time. And now I have to rent them on a month to month or I have to rent them on a year's uh, basis. So now I'm going to get half the income or a lot of uh cities are saying look at it and bees we're going to treat them just like hotels because hotels are saying hey look we got to go with uh, licenses and health standards and and uh all these permits we need and then an airbnb just hey great i'll just buy a home and i'll just rent it out short term so a lot uh, i think what you're going to see and it's already happening a lot in a lot of big cities is they're saying uh uh-uh, airbnbs we're going to start treating them like hotels and now people are like oh man i have all these fees i have to pay and this fee and that fee and this fee and and so on oh i can't afford this and nobody's going to be paying uh you know rent this high uh so i'm gonna have to start you know, I'm just going to sell them now. So they're going to be selling them and there's going to be that whole amount of homes that are going on the market. Or, like I said, they're just going to take the loss and get out of them and and, uh, and just say, look at, you know, uh, it's not worth holding these properties anymore. I'll just take the loss and lick my wounds and just uh, sell them. So you're going to probably get a lot of Airbnb properties in the next year or two that are just, you know, thrown on the market just to get um uh just to get out from under them another thing is um you know you get a lot of people and they bought these overpriced homes and they're stuck they say they lost their jobs or if they're in the military they get stationed some other place and so on and they say oh you know we've lived in them for like three or four or five years and we try to sell it and we spent six months three months to try to sell it we just can't get our price we just we owe way too much than it actually is so what we're going to do is we're going to go out and we'll just rent it you know we'll just rent it we're making it an investment property so they go out and they rent this uh these properties and they, they just they don't make a profit they just cover what their expenses are and then after say five six seven years from now they the market 
kind of goes up and they go, wow, you know, we can sell this and make some really good money. We can, we can make maybe 200000 now where before we could, you know, we could barely make it work. And now the market's changed. We can make some money. And they go out and they sell this property. But they think, they don't even think about capital gains. So they don't even think about that. And so many people have come to me, oh, my realtor never even told me this. My real estate agent never told me capital gains. I, he just told me, hey, if we can't sell it, rent it out and move to California or Texas or Florida. And then uh, when you're ready to sell it, great. Uh, you know, when the market comes back, we can sell it, get your money back and maybe make you a few dollars and so on and so forth. And then these people do it, they sell it, they close on it, and, you know, all of a sudden in the next year they get a IRS, you know, statement saying, hey, you owe us 20000 or 30000 or $50,000 in capital gains taxes. And they go, what? Nobody told us this. So I always tell people, a lot of people who I list and they go well you know john if we can't really get you know our price we can always rent it for five years or three four five years and then when the market comes back we'll sell it and i'm like um yeah but are you familiar with the capital gains tax and they're like what and i'm like well what you're doing is you're converting your personal property over to an investment property see if you have a, a personal property and let's say you're married uh, and you live in that property, let's say two out of five years. You buy, you live in it for two years, maybe you get transferred, maybe you lose your job, maybe, I don't know, maybe, um, who knows, you, you, you come in with a lot of money and you think, wow, let's, let's just sell it and go, move up. As a married couple, you can make $500,000 thousand dollars profit yeah you heard me right five hundred thousand dollars as a married couple two hundred fifty thousand dollars profit as a single person and not pay any capital gains tax at all now i'm not giving you tax advice here not a tax consultant please consult your tax consultant oh your tax man for advice i'm just giving you some things to talk about but what happens is let's say you have that much equity in your home but you decide to flip flip it into a rental because you think oh you know we don't have any loans or boy our own loans are about half now and we can make a really really good investment and boy we can get a good positive cash flow here and then you flip your property that you lived in into a rental you've just given away 15 to 20 percent of your equity in taxes when you sell it but people don't tell you that you know the real estate agents just want to list your home and make their commission and move on and i have seen so many people that i've talked to and like oh yeah we got this big huge tax bill on capital gains when we flipped our house into a rental property nobody really told us that if we if we knew that, we would have just sold our home and and, and took the five hundred thousand and you know left all the way to the bank. And I'm like, well, guys, you know, real estate agents aren't tax consultants. They're not 
you know, by law have to tell you anything. You should have just talked to a tax attorney or a tax consultant or an accountant, and they would have told you this. So like I say, um, you know, there's just so many things that I've seen right now. Another thing that I see, which uh, to kind of wrap this up, is, um, you know, a lot of sellers, they're not getting the prices that they used to get. You know, so many of them are like, oh, you know, I'm going to sell my home. And then the real estate agents get on the MLS. They get the same information the past three years. The houses are all overpriced. And they're not that experienced. And except adjusting for down market the way it is. Because remember, interest rates are like two and the percent two and a half three percent like six and a half seven percent now and the market's really turned around it's gone down 15 20 30 percent except adjusting for that they just go oh here's what your house is worth and they don't look at that's all been done on a past market see the only thing that you can do is you can only get comps from the past not adjust for the future. So what happens is they just price these homes as if it was 3% interest rates and they sit and sit. I have seen so many homes that have been on the market. I mean, here's a good example. There was where I live. There At the beginning of the year, there was maybe in, in the neighborhood. This is just a neighborhood and it's a pretty, pretty nice neighborhood that I live in. Um, it's kind of a plan unit development. And there might have been 13 homes up for sale. There's about 115 homes up for sale now. And there's probably going to be way more because so many people, they put their homes up the market. They've overinflated them. Think, oh, yeah, the spring and the summer, the best hot market. Yeah, good selling market. People aren't going to be buying. And as school starts getting back, in August or September, and everything starts slowing down, you can have a ton, a ton of sellers that panic and panic. Going to start getting bank repos, foreclosures, you know, or a lot of rent with an option to buy where these people just start trying to do anything to save their home. And that's probably what's going to happen. So, folks, uh, you know, just wanted to tell you, you know, talk to you a little bit about the rental situation out there and what I see coming. And, you know, if you're thinking about renting with an option to buy, I would highly, highly not recommend it. Just rent a home, period. With no options and no uh, complications and so on. Just rent it out. And then when you're done with it, you're done with it. And um, and watch for a lot of uh, rents starting to go down and watch a lot of these new apartments when they're all being made um you know you're probably going to see you know new you know rent uh half price uh special rents uh you know buy you know sign a year's lease get three years uh, three months for free you're going to see a lot of lot of negotiating with rents lot of incentives all that i've seen it before and it's coming up now matter of fact i've talked to a few people in different cities and they're already seeing it they're saying saying jd 
it's really funny because before we never saw it. I mean, it's like you pay what we want, and if you don't, you can live out in the street. And now they're saying, hey, you know, three months rent, get a free blah, blah, blah. You know, one was like get a weekend vacation or something like that to a resort if you sign a year's lease. Give me a lot of uh, desperate investors that are just trying anything to fill these because the fact is a lot of these people bought you know and had these built these apartments with really low low interest rates and those low interest rates aren't fixed they might be short to two three four years and when they become due all of a sudden though that that inter- the payments go way up and there's not going to be anybody in there or they won't be able to like think they're going to get $3,000 for an apartment when we're lucky to get nine seventy, and they're just going to get anybody in there to stop the bleeding that they can. So folks, uh, that's kind of what I see coming in the rental market. And like I said, uh, if you um, are uh, thinking about renting a home, just go out and rent it. Do not do a rent with an option to buy unless you have an attorney that writes up the contract and you really protect yourself. And if you don't exercise the option, you get your option money back plus the added rent over and above what you pay. And um, and even if you do rent an option to buy, whatever you do, don't stop remodeling the house. It's not yours until you actually close on it. Because I've seen so many people who mentally think it's going to be their home. So they really, you know, fix everything up and so on and so forth. And then they can't buy it because bad credit and the mortgage company says, hey, look, it, you know, you've, you had a foreclosure or you had a bankruptcy two years ago. You know, we can't really give you a loan until three to five years from now. And you go, oh, wow, you know, now what do we do? And you lose everything. So like I said, folks, I hope you got a lot of, lot of education on this. Hopefully uh, giving you some stuff to think about and protect yourself. And, um, you know, I wish you luck. Like I said, if you rent or you purchase a home, whatever you plan on doing, remember, watch yourself read up get good representation and good advice from people and hopefully this got you thinking and maybe steered you to the right direction all right guys have a great week and i'll talk to you later bye for now we hope you enjoyed the show real estate for the common man please follow us or subscribe tell your friends neighbors relatives and co-workers about us we're on all your major podcast apps Amazon, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, iHeartRadio, and iTunes. If you can't remember all that, just Google it or have your friends Google Real Estate for the Common Man and it will come up. Again, we thank you very much for your time and hopefully you enjoyed the show. Hey, if you live in Colorado Springs and want to buy or sell a home, you can look us up at soldrealestatecompany.com as in I sold a home. Again, thank you very much. Have a very good week and we'll see you next Monday. Bye for now.